Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of For the King Podcast. My name's Addison. I'm going to be your host for the next couple of minutes. This episode, I just want to talk about servanthood um, and being a servant. What does that look like? What does that mean? How can you be one? Just kind of that idea of servanthood. Um, I've had the incredible opportunity to surround myself with godly servants and get to be a godly servant myself and just observe what it looks like to be a servant of the Lord. Um, and so I think this episode is is going to be really important to me and, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, so for me, I got to serve on VBS this year. I was in charge of 15 kindergarten students, boys and girls who are absolutely insane and were so much fun. Um, and I just had such a great time with, but let me tell you, (laughs) they are so crazy. They are so loving and so kind, but they are so crazy. Um, And by like the third or fourth day, I was so exhausted from being a servant. I was like ready to be done. Um, And I realized that I was sitting there thinking, oh, I'm ready for this day to be over. Like I'm in charge of everybody. Like this is so stressful. I'm so tired. And I sat there and realized this isn't about me. This is about these kids learning about who Jesus is. And I'm in charge of showing them that. God has given me the opportunity to show them the love of God and to show them who he is. And I'm sitting here wanting to go home. So I sat there and I prayed and I said, Lord, give me the strength to keep going. Give me the strength to want to continue. And give me the energy to continue to pour into these kids the best way that I know how. And that's with your love. And I said amen and I was renewed. And I just, I told myself, I don't care how tired you are. You are here to serve these kids. And so I stepped up. And I pulled everything that I had in me, all the energy that I had, and I went and went crazy for those kids, and we had a great time. And then I had the incredible opportunity to go to two different Christian camps with amazing, amazing counselors at each, who I got to watch be servants of the Lord. And have a heart for the Lord. And have a heart who no matter what. Was willing to serve me. And that's a humbling experience you know. To think there are these people. Who are willing to do anything. To introduce me to Jesus. To help me grow with Jesus. That's something else. So when I was asking myself, what does it look like 
to be a servant of the Lord. I thought about Jesus and I thought about how he is the perfect example for pretty much any question you'll have on how to be a good Christian, right? Jesus is the perfect example. And that reminded me, that brought me to John 13, starting in verse 1, where it says, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that his hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who had said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus is the perfect example. Hmm. Let's start with verses 1 through 5. It's interesting to me in verse 3 that it says, Jesus knew the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So, he got up from the meal. It's interesting to me that it's because he knew these things that he got up from the meal and took off his outer clothing and washed their feet. And that comes to the first thing that we're going to talk about, and that's intention. And in kind of humbling yourself and, and that whole idea. Jesus knew his power. Jesus knew that he, w- he came from God and he's returning to God. He knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He knew the kind of power that he had. And yet he humbled himself. First, he humbled himself from God to man. 
And then he humbled himself even further from man to lowly servant. And washed their feet. Now, back in the day, washing people's feet was a job meant for servants who were the lowest of the low. They were, I mean, they wore sandals and that was about it. And their feet were disgusting. They were walking through mud, through poop, through sand, through this, through that. Their feet were disgusting. So stepping down and humbling yourself to be their servant and washing their feet. What was Jesus' intention in doing this? I think when it comes to service, you often have to ask yourself, what is your intention? Do you desire to be known? Do you desire to prove yourself? Do you desire to feel important? To fit in? Or are you serving simply because you love them? Simply because you want to point to God. That's how Jesus was serving. It says, Jesus knew that he was from the Father. That God had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up and he humbled himself. What greater love is there and someone who has all power all glory all might all honor everything who has literally the ultimate amount of power that anyone can have and chooses to give it away for you what greater love is there than that Jesus' intention here was nothing but to teach them a lesson and to show them his love. A godly servant has only the intention to point to God. Whether that be through the way that you love them, 
through the way that you humble yourself, through the way that you point to the Lord, through the way that you teach them about the things of God, the way that you teach them to be a better person in God's, uh, to be the person that God has designed them to be, whatever it may be. A godly servant's sole intention should be to point people to the Lord. Exactly what Jesus does here. Not to glorify yourself, not to find hope in something else, not to find identity in being good. Not for a college resume, not for whatever else it may be. Your sole intention to serve should be to point people to the Lord. And hey, I get it. Job applications are hard. College applications are hard. Those can be icing on the cake. But your sole intention should be to point to the Lord. That's what a servant of the Lord looks like. Let's move on. Simon says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. I think that that verse, verse 7, is a super powerful verse. Because most of the time, we don't understand what Jesus is doing. In our lives... And other people's lives. We don't understand. We don't know what the plan is. But he tells us that later we'll understand. He also tells us that he works for the good of those who love him. So we can have faith in that. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Hmm. Doesn't that just point straight to the gospel? Unless I wash you, Peter, you can't be with me. Unless I forgive you, unless I die for you, unless I love you, you can't be with me. All right, let's skip on down. So Peter says, no, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Nine. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands, and my head as well. Jesus, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet their whole body is clean and you are clean though not every one of you for he knew who was going to betray him and that's why he said not everyone is clean 12 when he finished washing their feet he put on his clothes and returned to his place do you understand what i have done for you he asked them you call me teacher and lord and rightly so for that is what i am now that i your lord and teacher have washed your feet you should also wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. 
Jesus is literally calling us here. Do as I have done. I've set an example for you. If I, the Lord, creator of the universe, the son of God, the one who loves you the most, the one who can do all those miracles that you saw him perform. If I, the Lord, can do that, if I, the Lord, can humble myself all the way down to not just a servant, not just a man, not just a normal servant, but to the lowly of servants, the lowliest of low of servants, to wash your feet, to serve you, to love you. People so unworthy of love. Sinful. Diseased. <laughs> Hurtful. Liars. Of people. then you can do it too. I have shown you how. <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying here. We are to serve people, not just God's people. Even though everyone is God's people, not just believers. Not just children. Not just, you know, elderly. We are called to serve everyone. We are called to love everyone. We are called to point to the Lord. The best way that you can ever serve someone is to share the gospel. Share your testimony with them. Serve in a way that brings nothing for you. Serve in a way <laughs> where you get nothing in return and you expect nothing in return. Serve in a way where you get to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Share in a way where you can love the same way that God has loved you. Serve to glorify God, not yourself. Serve to point to the Lord, not yourself. Serve to bring people to Jesus, not to bring them to yourself.
serve because you want to love people. Not because you want people to love you. Jesus says in verse 17, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You will be blessed if you do them. And I believe that with all of my heart. Continuing in chapter 13, looking at verse 34 and 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Jesus came to serve and to love and to love because he served and to serve because he loved. He came to bring God glory. It's interesting to me that all of this is written in the book of John. Each gospel has a point to prove about Jesus. Some of them prove he's servant. Some of them prove he's savior. Some of them prove he's Lord. Some of them prove he's God, whatever it may be. But John's purpose in writing the gospel was to prove that Jesus is God. And yet here he is talking about Jesus being servant. John chose 10 specific miracles to show that Jesus isn't just a man. He has this supernatural ability because he is God. And again, here he is being a servant. So why did John include this if his point was not to prove that Jesus was a servant, but his point was to prove that Jesus was God? I believe it's because John is pointing out the character of who God is, the attributes of who God is. He came to serve and to love. And his greatest act of service was taking upon that cross for us and dying so that we may be forgiven and we get to go and have relationship with him. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And Jesus chose to wash us, to renew us completely. <laughs> what a good God we serve. And the best thing about all of that is that our God was too powerful and too great to stop 
there. Because yes, he came to serve. Yes, he came to love. But his number one intention the entire time was to bring God glory. Was to point people to God. So his greatest act of service was to point people to who his father is. And who he forever will continue to be. Because Jesus got up from that grave. And he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. (laughs) How good is our God? Jesus' intention from the beginning was to point to God. And that's exactly what he did. And that's exactly what we should do. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for each and every listener. Thank you for giving me the words to speak. And Lord, thank you most of all for your beautiful servant of a son. who gave us this story to learn from, who gave us this example to be, and who stepped up and carried our cross for us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you give us the strength and the ability and the endurance to go and be a servant of the Lord in the same way that Jesus was. I pray that you give us the right intentions, Lord, That you give us the strength to continue, even when it's hard. And that no matter what we're doing, Lord, whether it be cleaning the toilets or dancing up on a stage, that we are always pointing to you. It's in your glory, Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fabulous day and you go and be servants of the Lord. Love you guys. Bye.